Welcome to the Tech UK podcast. We cover the latest in technology news. It's time to welcome your host, Giovanni, who is joined by his co-host, Stefano. And welcome to the 15th episode of the Tech UK podcast. This week has been a very exciting week as usual. We've got a lot of tech news, including some very fast internet speeds, which apparently are coming our way. I am your host, Giovanni, and I'm joined as always by Stefano, who is here. Hi. Um, he's going to be maybe not participating as much today as he isn't feeling that well. Um, so we hope he'll recover. Let's get into the news, though. Okay, so here's one that Stefano is really excited about. It's about BBC's iPlayer coming to the PS3. Now, isn't BBC's iPlayer doesn't make make sense? Yeah, BBC's iPlayer. So BBC iPlayer is coming to the PS3, but isn't doesn't PS3 already have the um the iPlayer? No, I mean yes, it does. Um, how how does it work? Is it an app? Is it a I don't know because it's not really apps, is it that they called on? On um, the PlayStation, it's kind of on the cross media bar. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of an option as if you were to go into Basically, games. Basically, it it was like when people used to visit the the BBC website, but but uh, now it's just a link. Yeah. So it's just it's a link essentially, cool. which has BBC iPlayer. Hmm. Now, um. What's going to happen is that the third version of BBC iPlayer, which has all these new features, remember, has these sort of subscription services where I'll subscribe to this program, all of that's going to be coming to the PS3 in its big screen interface, which makes it really user-friendly. Now, um, I'm going to have to ask Stefano to speak a tiny, tiny bit louder um, for the sake of the podcast, but it seems that this could be kind of like a shift from you needing to watch programs. The BBC, obviously, you can watch it now, but having a subscription as in, you can just go into it and the programs you want are already there. I think that could be quite useful. It's even better if it appeared, like, your favourite programs were to appear straight into the PS3 interface instead of you needing to go to the website. Maybe they might design a special, um, a special app, like how they have the, do they have, what's it called? PSN store? Yeah. PlayStation store? Yeah, PSN uh, store. Yeah, um, I I doubt they'll do that. I think they will really just end up giving you a a website link again. But a nice PS3 formatted website is always good. Mm. Also, as we're talking about BBC, EastEnders is going to go HD. Now, this isn't just a story because some people like EastEnders. If you That's do right. not, if you do watch EastEnders and um, you really don't want to know what's going to be happening over the coming few weeks, I would skip ahead. About two minutes. Okay, those of you still with us, congratulations for not watching EastEnders. No, I'm joking. Um, what's going to be happening, essentially, is that the Queen Vic will be burnt down. They're going to get brand new sets, and um, this is all for the HD, because the sets that they have now cannot be in HD, as there are so many visual flaws, and they were constructed over 15, 20 years ago. So, these are sets which have sort of degraded over the years and I guess the BBC needs to upgrade them to go HD. Yeah. And it's not just that um, they, they're going to do just EastEnders, but they, as we talked about earlier, maybe last week, um, 
BBC will be launching BBC One HD, and they do want pretty much every one of the programs to be in HD. It will be interesting to see whether they will be doing... I know they will be broadcasting 720p. Oh, I think at least. I think I'm very sure that I've read about that. But if they will be implementing the cameras which are capable of doing 1080p, so they won't have to re-upgrade again, which should be very nice because when you get... Yeah, more cost-effective. Yeah. Um, So, those of you that have joined us back, welcome back. So, the BBC iPlayer, which we were just talking about earlier on, it's been... You have your own sort of iPhone version, don't we, right now? But it's a bit... It can only be used over Wi-Fi, and now Android, once again, it can only be used over Wi-Fi, but they now have got their own version for Android, because Android, funnily enough, can do one thing. If you have Android 2.2, called Froyo, obviously short for frozen yogurt, um, it's... No, that wasn't sarcastic, seriously, it's short for frozen yogurt. Um, or yogurt, frozen yogurt. So, Android 2.2 can run Flash. Interesting, is it, how, how Android phones can run Flash, and obviously the mm-hmm. iPhone can't, oh, yeah. according to Steve Jobs. Um, so the BBC iPlayer will be coming to it. It's not, you could just go to the standard BBC iPlayer website on any device, but they'll be making a touchscreen-friendly version, as they have for the iPhone, which is very nice. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of smartphones, yeah. we've got something which is very exciting. We've got these catch-up-on-demand things, but something that will be coming fairly soon is the idea of live TV on your phone. And when I say live TV, I literally do mean live television. It's not um, BBC iPlayer going via the website and then running Flash in there. It's literally that Free Mobile, Orange, Vodafone and O2 are going to have a three-month trial in October in West London and Slough. And the they'll be using um, one, one megabit, is it, in the 3G... Spectrum called the Time Division Duplex, TDD, and it's already included 3G licenses owned by the 3G operators. So they'll be using this to um, transmit live TV to your phone. Do you think Do you think that's good at the moment? This is capable um, of being done so that you don't use your, your network, which you can currently, for example, watch um, some live things on your iPhone through certain websites, such as um, tvcatchup.com. Code.uk or something like that. Yeah, and also Yatsu. Yeah, Yatsu, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that, yeah. that one's found out was illegal yeah. in the end. But, um, yeah, you, you're able to watch that on your iPhone, but it digs into your data cap, which isn't really the nicest thing to be happening. Yeah. But if if you can just broadcast it and you can just pick it up, it won't be using data, which... Yeah, which is good. It is really, really good. Um, and moving on to the final piece of general... General UK UK news, and that is that it looks like we're getting pretty fast broadband speeds now. Whereas Japan and China have one gigabit Ethernet internet speeds, we are getting. But this is amazing, anyway. Nevertheless, Virgin Media is actually looking at four hundred megabits broadband. They say they will be rolling out a hundred megabits very very shortly. Um, I think by the end of this year, and they're doing this all as free upgrades, so I assume that if you're on 50, you'll be moved up to 100, and gradually, at some point in the future, maybe the minimum you'll be getting is 50 megabits from Virgin Media, which would be really, really good. good. Um, so, 
they won't say how long it is until the 200 megabits and how long it is till the 400, but it seems that the, um, the 100 megabit broadband will be coming fairly soon. And I like the idea that they're rolling it out for free. They said that they're launching 100 megabits in Q4 this year, so that's, um, when is that? So that's from October, November, December, so it's sometime around there, they will be launching it properly. The 200 megabits per second apparently is still very commercial, um, as they, they're still trying to figure out what you could do with 200 megabits. They're saying there's not enough demand at the moment. Um, yeah, I can even imagine if I had six TV streaming BBC iPlayer all at the same time, and live TV, you still wouldn't be using 200 megabits. What but that's about, at the moment. What about Japan, then? Yeah, with their one gigabit. I don't think they'll be needing any upgrades anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, but why do they need it? They don't, it's just that, because, as you notice here, they, I assume they have more competition or something, because yeah. if BT, BT's very open here in the UK, we're not like the US, where you can have, in some places, one service provider. Here there are, for example, in my house, there are over 100 service providers I can get. I can get cable, I can get over 100 ISPs. I know there are parts in the UK where you can't get that, but... It's very nice to have that where I am. Now, if if Virgin Media were that open, I assume that there'd be more competition, and if there were more cable networks, then we would get faster speeds. Japan don't need it, but not at the moment. No one needs it. In the future, it will be. It'll be at one point. It'll probably be a minimum. Maybe in twenty, thirty years, one gigabit will be like normal. We yeah. never know what we're going to be doing. We could be using holograms, which could be sending a massive amount of data. Holograms. Um... Yeah. And um, that is it for the general... Not once. I have a thing with general, don't I? Yes, you do. A, that's UK. it for the UK news. And let's get into the worldwide news with um, Stefana. Let's go in. Okay, so this week's been filled with a lot of very exciting news from around the world. And, in fact, um, Toshiba's released something which they're calling the Libretto W100. And so, Stefano, I know you haven't actually done any research on this laptop at the moment. So I'm just going to show you it. And I want to get your opinion of it. What it essentially is is a... Laptop. <sighs> well done. But it's, it's, it's two screens, essentially. There's no keyboard, and the screen is at the bottom. It's sort of like DS, yeah. basically. What do you think of that? The sc- bottom screen can change. Sometimes it's a keyboard. Sometimes you can put it upright, and you can have two pages next to each other. What do you think of that? DS. And um, I think that this may work well. I'm not sure... Do you, could you see yourself using, like, an on-screen keyboard instead of... No, because... I think when oh, it's a laptop-style situation, oh, I need physical keys. Yeah, same. Well, what were you going to say? Yeah, because um, I think that for laptops, um, this is this doesn't really fit in well. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's strange, isn't it? And... Obviously, the big news of this week is Apple-related, because Apple does, like, control the headlines. 
And we have iOS 4 out on Monday, and on Thursday it was time for the iPhone 4 to be out. Was, was it Thursday or Friday? I'm not even sure now. Yeah, Thursday, it? I think. I think it was yesterday, yeah, on Thursday. So, massive lines. It was something like a one to three hour wait to get into Regis Street Store. San Francisco had a seven hour wait at some points. Absolutely crazy. And the pre-order line was about three hours even in San Francisco. So, I still don't get why people didn't. People still want the experience, which I still do not understand. Why would you not just wait for it at home? Because you could be, like, the first person, like... On TV to get it. To buy this... Ah, now that's interesting thing. This new phone. And then I have even heard that people... People from the Apple Store, which work there, cheer... You won, like, yeah, that's you're true. the first person. But this is the thing that happened. iPhone pre-orders were meant to start arriving on 24th, which was yesterday, Thursday. But they actually started arriving on Wednesday and even Tuesday. So people had their phones, people that pre-ordered it online. A lot of people in the US, here I'm not sure if that's been happening, but what essentially happened in the US is, oh, I want to get my iPhone first. There's actually a blog, I can't remember if it was from Engadget, was going to fly to Australia to get it first and be the first person to get it. Yeah. He ended up coming to his house two days before, or a day before. So you can see that something happened with shipping, at least in the US. Um, and as far as iOS is concerned, iOS 4 seems to be causing some problems and solving others. One thing that I've noticed is if you have a 3G, do not upgrade. Just just don't do it. It's something like half of all 3G... Um, iPhone 3G users who upgrade to it are just saying it's an absolute slowdown. Whereas, on my iPhone 3GS, I've upgraded to it. Do this thing. Take a photo. You may not have done this yet, but take a photo using the iOS 4. The iPhone 4 is very fast, but new iOS 4 makes it just that fast as well. It's really so snappy. Remember how it used to kind of have that transition, it'll take the photo and then open up again? Now just quick. It's actually like a camera flash. It's quick, 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 quick. I showed you this, didn't I? Yeah. Much faster. Market improvement. Because I compared it with um, one of my French 3DSs and it was a massive improvement. I took three photos in the time it took her to send one. Now, multitasking, fantastic actually. It's been working quite well, but there are still a lot of apps which are not compatible. Um... So, I've got stuff like Zombie Smash, is it called? Yeah. Which, every time I switch to iPod, or switch to a different app, it needs to restart the whole game again, which kind of defeats the purpose of multitasking. But, this will get solved over time. Um, yeah. I like the fact that you can double-click and swipe to the right, and it will give you the control to the iPod. That's very good. Um, <sighs> folders. Interesting. I still think they're a bit ugly, but I've managed to get everything onto two pages. Now, you've got the iPod Touch 2nd gen, yeah. which doesn't have multitasking. What do you think of this, and uh, would you consider jailbreaking? Yeah. So, what do you think of this first? Well, um, I think that multitasking seems to be very, very good. Um, um, also... But you don't have multitasking. You just know because of the yeah. iPhone when I've showed you. Yeah. Shown, sorry. Yeah. English. Um, anyway, um, I think that... The iPhone, I mean, Apple has done this very, very well, but um, but I don't understand why it couldn't be for um second um gen iPhone. Yeah, um, Apple uh, touches. Yeah, iPhone and Apple touches. Because 
as far as I understand, from the second gen to third gen, there was actually no change. Exactly. Apart from the the more expensive one had a faster processor. But that means, say, the basic one still had the same processor. It's really a case of Apple saying, okay, we want you to upgrade. You've had it for one generation. So that's it. It's too old. It's the same with the 3G. They make it available, but they've made it so slow. I don't know if they've done this on purpose. But, huh, interesting. Okay. And on a... And let's say on a different note, would you consider jailbreaking the, the iPod Touch then? And if so, why? Is it because of multitasking? Um, yes. I would consider jailbreaking. Are you going to do it though? Um, probably. Okay. <laughs> and would you, would you say that it's, it's the multitasking? Do you really need multitasking on the iPod Touch though? Yes. Because, um, because, Sometimes, um, for music to work in, in an app, in a game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say I have an app open. Okay. And then I want to play m- m- music on it. I double tap, but then that doesn't work. So yeah, sometimes it closes the program. It's yeah. it's really strange the way it. It's decided that it's going to work, isn't it? It's, mm. I, but I like the improvement. Certain things which I've loved as well, which so we, I yes. didn't notice I was missing until I, I actually looked and I was like, wow. Um, character count on the... What's text. It called? On text messages. I always wanted that. I didn't know it wasn't a feature. I went into settings. I was so happy that was available as a feature. Uh, I add to not really seeing the effect of that. And overall, I think it's a good update. What else was some kind of hidden little features? I don't think there really was much for me. Um, zoom on camera. Oh, zoom on camera is very nice, actually. Um, doesn't zoom as far as I thought it would. Yeah, um, yeah that's about it. Video focusing. Bye. iBooks. iBooks, actually. What do you think of iBooks? It's not um, part of the OS, but... Yeah, I think that it's good as, um, as basically I don't have to carry around, like, five books with me I can just have it Do you think it's readable? I think it is personally I I would have thought no but I think that it is but um, but I but I would have really I I would have really preferred the like like double page not um one page but What do you mean on the side or Yeah Yeah I know what you mean Um, Except that When it's on the side I know but the text would be too small but if you do read stuff on the side that uses, uh, for example, the Winnie the Pooh book, like, um, you can download it, I think it's number one still. Yeah, and it's free. Um, yeah. That takes 300-something pages, but when you turn it landscape, it takes over 400. And it's literally a few lines of text. Interesting. Yes. Interesting choice. And in other Apple news... Yeah, I know. And more Apple oh, wait, 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 wait. I still haven't said if, if I was going to... Jailbreak. Yeah, jailbreak. And I'm going to say yes. Okay. Actually, actually I, probably, I probably did, but I have a short memory, but... Okay. <laughs> iPhone 4, signal problems, dun dun dun. So basically, if you hold your iPhone 4, from if you're left-handed, essentially, you will be holding the left-hand corner, bottom corner. Hold that, and your reception will either lose bars or disappear altogether. Now, interestingly, today, Friday... Apple has acknowledged the issue. They've said um, that 
I think I actually have an exact statement here from them. They, who did they talk to? Was it? Uh, sorry, it's just it's it's hard to find in gadget. They said gripping any mobile will result in some attenuation of its antenna performance, with certain places being worse than others depending on the placement of the antennas. This is the fact of life that every wireless phone, if you ever experience this on your iPhone 4, avoid gripping it in the lower left corner in a way that covers both sides of the black strip on the metal band. Simply use one of the many available cases. They're trying to sell you the bumpers, aren't they? Yes, they are. So the fix, essentially, is just don't hold it that way. Just essentially saying, oh, well, it's your fault you're holding the phone like this, even though you might be left-handed, even though you might be comfortable holding the phone that way. What about people... um in the Apple ads, yeah. But some are left-handed, some are right-handed. So, um, well, obviously, they're not holding the phone the certain way. They're, they're using the magical holding. Soon, the Apple will be saying, oh, you need you need to hold two fingers at the top, one at the bottom, and then lick the screen to use it. <sighs> that sounds really, really, really fun. Actually. Okay. Um, in other news from major corporations, Chrome is to get native PDF support. That's about it. You can read PDFs in Chrome. Okay. In other more exciting news of what iBook has done to the world, Kindle and Nook have got a price cut. So the Kindle is now a hundred and seventy nine, I believe. Hundred and seventy nine dollars, is it? Because they used to be two forty nine or two fifty nine, I believe it was actually. And the the price so the Kindle is now one eighty nine actually the exact price is one eighty nine and if you go through checkout um they can ship it um worldwide safe so if, if you want to know see this is interesting because you have to pay five dollars for an extra Europe adapter they'll send you they won't send you it otherwise which is really strange. Now, you can log into the Amazon.com US site using your UK credentials. I'm actually going straight through the the process right now just to check. I think the price was £167 delivered after taxes and everything. Let's just go through this. And I've accidentally actually put two in my cart. I hope I don't actually place this order. That would not be good. Because... Um, I checked on my phone the other day, but I'm not completely sure. So, Kindle itself, $189. And that turns out to be in pounds. Yeah. Because they convert it for you. It's £165.40. So that's that's reasonable, actually. And that includes um, shipping a handling of £18.75. Um, import fees of almost 50 quid, but you prepay all of this, so you don't get any nasty fees when it arrives, which I think that's a good, a good thing Amazon do. I, do you think this is a response to iBooks and to to the Kindle app doing very well on the iPhone, but maybe not the Kindle doing so well itself? I know the Kindle is the number one selling product on Amazon. Yes. So you think it's in response to iBooks? Would, yes. would you care to elaborate? No, no, really. You really aren't feeling well, are you? No. Okay, let's pretend that he's feeling well. Um, <laughs> this might be interesting for you. Connect. No. Um, Xbox, no, you had a lot to say about this. You started jumping up and down when you heard about this. Oh, yeah. Not with excitement, with frustration. No, no, with happiness, actually. But, 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 but that's because you don't like them. Yeah. So essentially what Connect what have done, what Microsoft has done, is they decided that the Connect will cost the same price as 
the cheapest Xbox 360. Not smart, is it? No. Is it 150 or something like 150 dollars? Yeah. That's a hundred quid. And they'll price it up, so it'll be 120, won't it? Here. No, so um, or even 100. That is too much for a controller. There is no way they're going to get away with that. Wasn't the PlayStation move move 50 pounds or 50 dollars even? I think I think that I think that it is like 20 or 30 pounds. Yeah. Each yeah, I think it was 30 dollars. So but I am not sure. So yeah, but it's not 100 pounds. No, it's not. That's almost the price of a Wii on its own, and just for the controller. I know. And at that point, if you're going to get it, you might as well get the original. That's my opinion, at least. And as we were talking about Google and Chrome earlier on, they've actually beat Viacom in YouTube copyright case. So what's happened here is, a while ago, um, this company called Viacom, a big media company in the US, said, Oh, YouTube, you have lots of our videos on there. We want you to take them down. What YouTube found out was that Viacom was uploading videos themselves and then accusing YouTube. Now, that is very dishy, isn't it? It, it sounds like the two people slagging each other off in a, in a match. Um, yeah, they, it literally... How can Viacom be uploading videos and then say, YouTube, why are you not downloading them? Why are you not taking them down? Um, it's, that was really, really dodgy. Anyway, in the end... They took this court and essentially Google won, so it's very good precedent. It's setting that just because you're you own the, you don't own the content, just because you're providing a service, doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be there every twelve seconds without taking down things. You can't. It's too difficult for a company to be that proactive. You, YouTube has twenty four hours of content for every minute in the world. So every minute, 24 hours of content are uploaded. There is no way. They they wouldn't even have enough people in the YouTube offices to full-on work and check every single video. What it about... Wouldn't happen. It has to be a case of, if you find something, it ta- gets taken away. If it's causing you damage, if it's um, something Rude. that's libelous or something like that, Offensive. you should be able to sue them if they take longer than, say, 24 hours to take it down. If it's something really serious, I agree that you should be able to see them. But if it's, oh, you've uploaded 10 seconds or a whole clip that's five minutes of our show, which will actually probably get us more DVD sales, no. Just don't send an email to Google. Don't take send a takedown notice. Yeah. DMCA, don't. Just don't do that. Yeah. Anyway, Google, you won this one. Well done. And this one's really interesting, because on YouTube as we were just talking about, the Vuvuzelas have arrived. So, the Vuvuzela, Stefano was asking me, what is the Vuvuzela? Because he does not believe me what the Vuvuzela is. Oh, yeah. The Vuvuzela is the horn which they play in South Africa. I'm sure everyone else in the world knows about this. Well, and I had no idea what it was called, so, um... And if you were to, for example, click on any video, I've just got any video open now, this one's... You can now... That's actually not the noise. <laughs> but sometimes there is a little button on the YouTube player, which is the Vuvuzela button, and you pray it. Pray it. <laughs> you press it, and it's, um, it literally just goes, which completely useless feature. What? Meant to be fun, I guess. What about the feature where, where 
it showed everything in the binary. Binary? Yeah. I just remember seeing everything in 3D. No, um, in Google Maps. 001. Okay, I don't remember uh, that. Like, um, April Fool's joke. You yeah, know I don't that. remember. Sorry, no. That's 001. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, you don't. Oh, I really sound convinced what? that I was convinced. Um, Vuvuzela, it's available on YouTube and Google Maps. I'm just checking out. It's not actually here anymore. Yeah, but if you, if you want to do that, go ahead. Yeah. Play videos over your videos. I won't. Um, oh, I just want to see that one. Anyone else's videos? And two quick more stories because this is really a very busy weekend. We are getting this out late. Stefan is feeling sick. I'm still feeling sick, but I am. We, we're doing our best for you. Yeah. Sorry if this podcast does sound a bit mm, not as good as usual. And um, is it as long? Is it? Yeah, it won't be as long. So we've got two more stories. Thank you for listening. We're not done yet. Here we go for a break. We don't have sponsors, usual. So, no, we don't have a break. Did you enjoy that break? Yeah. It was good, wasn't it? So, Windows 7, we will talk about in a minute. But first, it's time for our next story, which is that a MMO, a massive multiplayer online game, is planning to charge you money and make you listen to ads. So, these are going to be ads. They're going to be audio ads. They're not going to be flashing banners all over your game. It's not going to be walking to shop and it's like, buy Coke, da na 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 and have flashing lights or like someone pole dancing in the corner going, ooh, do you want to buy Coke? Probably would be a lot less respected products. Yeah. Um, um, it's going to be audio ads and they're only going to appear once every three hours, I believe. It really is a case of we want to make a bit more money and it's every three hours. So... But it, it, only ent- it only appears when you first enter a district of the game. So, for an example, Tech Radar gives, you start up the game and enter the social district, you hear a short audio ad. You stay in social for two hours and then switch to an action district. Upon entering district, you will not hear the ad as you've been for less than three hours. Um, you play in the action district for five hours, you don't hear any ad during the game. You exit the game and next time you go, there'll be an ad again. Um, what's this called? APB, an upcoming cops yeah. and robbers most... Mother- Massively Mo- multiplayer online game from Real Time. Oh World. my god! advert every time we enter a new district. Interesting. What else is interesting is Microsoft sales. So Microsoft has got Windows Seven out for a while. Add, sell it. Add and then Massi- yeah. Um, Massive marketing Windows boost. Seven. Um, Windows Seven. That's my idea. Obviously, come on. Windows Seven. Um. That um thinking a jig um do they do pop- Windows Seven ads? They do, don't they? I was thinking party, of party. Windows yeah. Seven, but please do party. not. No, 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 no. Uh, we have the party video. What could possibly go wrong? Including phrases such as seven orientation videos, and it took like ten minutes. Right. Oh, you know it was great. It was totally informal. Like everyone just kind of crowded around the computer in the kitchen. <laughs> and we all started with some of the basic Windows Seven features, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a good way to get things going, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever your party is, you got four separate videos of each of us doing bits and pieces of, our, of this kind of thing at our own party. So now, after my overview, I went straight to an activity. Okay. Oh, you went straight to the activity. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I let everybody fool around with Snap for a little while. <laughs> 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 Not called. Oh, oh, my God. Another news. Uh, uh, we have the Vuvuzela thing, which... What, let me just... Oh, it disappeared. It's got a little football icon in... YouTube, and if you press it, you will hear this. Yeah, now you're deaf, aren't you? I did warn you. 
Um, actually, I did it. Sorry, people's ears. People's ears. Um, okay, I, have we now lost every one of our listeners? Because they're either now deaf. Oh. Mm. Okay. Um, Maybe we should have not done that. Yeah. Okay. If you are still here, thank you very much for listening through that bit. Windows 7. Hi, my name's Ronnie. Not too long ago, I had a little brainwave right here on this treadmill. I said, make my PC simpler. So I told Microsoft. And before you know it, Windows 7 and this snap feature. Now I'm working on a couple of things at the same time. I pull one to the left, snap. Pull one to the right, snap. Simpler. Just like I said. I think I'm a genius. I want to walk away with my genius now. I'm a PC. Windows 7 was my idea. Clearly, it wasn't. Anyway, these aren't the ads I was even talking about. It's the ads where he goes, da, 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 da. it's a 15 second ad. Oh, oh it's yeah. only eight seconds now. Da, 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 da. We've run out of time. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was not the story we were meant to be talking about. Essentially, Windows 7 has sold 150 million copies. Okay. A, a big number is what I'm going to say. Probably not as many. I would have thought they would have sold quite. Actually, I just thought 150 million is a massive number, isn't it? Yes, I just it thought, oh, I thought they would have sold a 3 million by now. But that's 150 million. The iPad has sold 3 million. A hundred and... That is, sorry, I, I just put that in perspective now. That is absolutely crazy. So, since October, so it's been, what, nine, eight, nine months? Eight months now. That That's a good... That's a good few million a day. So, it's what... 18 million a month, half a million a day. Now that Apple can say in 80 days we sell 30 million, we, in 80 days we sell 33 million iPads, Microsoft can say in 80 days we sell 40 million copies of Windows. A lot of these, I guess, are with new PCs because they are licenses. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you can. a lot of people have just upgraded because people are not happy with Vista, are they? Okay, and... Is that it? Are we done? Okay, yeah. that was actually a bit shorter than I thought this episode was going to be. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back next week with some very exciting news, as usual. We're going to see if we can mix up the podcast a bit, maybe get some new hosts on um, soon. That doesn't mean we'll be replacing me or Stefano. But we're going to see if we can get some nice guest interviews on eventually, and we really do appreciate the support. If you do have... Um, any comments, suggestions, we really appreciate it. Even if you do actually just literally listen through the show for the whole episode and you think that there's something you'd like to comment on, please do send us an email at techukpodcast at gmail.com. You'll be able to get all the details with this nice woman who's about to talk at the end. So thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Tech UK Podcast. Get the show notes and archives on our blog at techukpodcast.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to the Tech UK Podcast at feeds.feedburner.com slash techukpodcast or search iTunes keywords Tech UK Podcast. Or you can email us at techukpodcast at gmail.com with your comments and suggestions.